and then walked away before either of us displayed any unseemly emotion. Dr. Bairstow was forging on. Dr. Peterson assumes his original position of Chief Training Officer. Chief Farrell returns as Joint Head of the Technical Section alongside Mr. Dieter. Miss Perkins is appointed Head of IT, replacing Miss Barclay, who has left us. Yes, she bloody had. She'd escaped in the confusion arising from the kitchen staff blowing up the building with flower-filled condoms. Long story. Still, a wrecked building was a small price to pay for ridding ourselves of bitch-faced Barclay. Sadly, she hadn't gone for good. She was out there, somewhere. It was only a matter of time before we met again. She'd left me a note to that effect. He continued, I would like to congratulate Mr. Markham on his promotion to second in charge of the security section. No, I didn't think he'd be able to bring himself to utter the words Number Two and Mr. Markham in the same sentence. It would be asking for trouble. Markham sat up and beamed amiably at him. His hair, as usual, stuck up in irregular clumps. He looked like someone being treated for mange, and not for the first time either. Mrs. Partridge is confirmed as my PA, and Miss Lee will return to her former position as admin assistant to the history department. The history department sighed as did I. Yes, there she was, two rows along, her short dark hair waving around her head just like Medusa's snakes but slightly more intimidating. She turned her gorgon stare upon the history department who promptly shut up. I would also particularly like to welcome back our caretaker, Mr. Strong. This time the round of applause was enthusiastic and genuine. He was an old man, and last year he disobeyed instructions, pinned on his medals, and stepped up to fight for St. Mary's. He'd been injured, we all had. Some of us had died. The boss had tried to send him away to convalesce, and he'd respectfully refused to go, and spent his time stumping around the ruins of the Great Hall, telling the builders where they were going wrong and infuriating the Society for the Protection of Historical Buildings, who were supposed to be overseeing the repairs. They'd complained, and Dr. Bairstow, in a few well-chosen words that echoed around St. Mary's, had given them to understand that Mr. Strong was one of his most valued employees, and his long years at St. Mary's made him a leading authority on the building and everything in it. They got the message. Mr. Strong had, however, in the interests of goodwill, consented to a two-week visit to see his grandchildren. Mr. Strong has asked me to remind you that this building is in better condition now than at any time during its long history, and certainly since we moved in, and he would be grateful if you could all use your best endeavours to keep it that way, as would I. He paused for this to sink in, as Peterson whispered, B6. Miss. Normal service is to resume as soon as possible. The history department will let me have their schedule for upcoming assignments and recommendations by tomorrow. B7. Bollocks. Dr. Foster, please confirm all personnel are medically fit to return to duty, or at least as fit as they are ever likely to be. B8. You're cheating, aren't you? The technical section is to confirm that all pods are serviceable. B9. Sunk. Dr. Peterson, do we possess any trainees at this moment, or did they all run for the hills during our summer unpleasantness? No and no, sir. We didn't have any trainees before the summer unpleasantness, let alone afterwards. Our last recruiting drive was ineffective. He sighed impatiently. I cannot understand why St. Mary's finds it so difficult to recruit and retain staff. In my mind's eye, 
I saw the broken bodies, half buried under the rubble, the blood, heard the thump of explosions. Please draw up ideas and suggestions for recruiting, and most importantly, retaining suitable personnel. Please do not construe this instruction as permission to roam the streets with nets and ropes offering people the king's shilling. Attempts to retain future trainees by nailing them to their own desks will be discouraged. You're imposing unreasonable restrictions, sir, but I shall do my best. He started on about something else, but I'd discovered Peterson's cruisers, cunningly clustered together in the top left-hand corner of his A4 ocean. In the subsequent orgy of destruction, I completely missed what he said next, and was roused only by his traditional, Are there any questions? Which is Dr. Bairstow speak for, I've told you what to do, now get on with it. He had once been forced to attend a caring management seminar, during which someone had courageously informed him that staff are more productive if they feel included and valued. Clearly he hadn't believed a word of it.